and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Hi, and I'm Jeff. <laughs> and right below me, let's go like this, since I'm streaming right there. Um, Kathy is off the air today, but she is in the chat. Um, today we have Jeff uh, with us to join us in the, the podcast, because he has a ton. Oh, wait, wait, my favorite word plethora of information about judgment 2.0 um we're going to talk about that technically i don't think it's a plethora that would be too much information i think he has too much <laughs> it's, it's a plethora sorry that's my favorite in the word favorite word in the world to say well, then um, you i feel like i'm part of the uh the brady bunch with this screen <laughs> <laughs> So, um, other than that, let's go ahead and get everything. We want to thank, uh, let's get all, because the business out of the way. We want to thank all of our sponsors. Of course, Muse on Minis uh, for hosting all of our files um, and also hosting uh, one of our other files. Um, if you haven't seen it or heard of it uh, and you follow us on our RSS feeds, uh, Minority Report. Um, those guys are a really, really good bunch of group of people. They handle a lot of technical stuff on games. So if you want to hear about lists and constructions and all that stuff, uh, check them out. Um, their link is also part of our all of our RSS feeds. Uh, we will thank Tectonic Craft Studios, Dan the Man. Um, he is super, super awesome. Does a lot of MDF uh, laser cutting uh, type thing. Uh, so if you want to see anything, we will be giving away something of his. Not tonight, but uh, in the sh short future. Um, and then we want to thank, uh, we also are a creature caster, uh, creature creator, uh, which is actually going to be a hot topic today uh, due to Judgment 2.0. And of course, we want to thank um, Metalhead Minis. Uh, everybody knows Lynn. Lynn's an amazing lady. Um, she has uh, not only been one of the uh, pretty much founders and head people in Warfare Weekend with me now, um, she hosts all of our products and uh, you can purchase all the stuff from more than dice and warfare weekend stuff that we're trying to sell so we can get a better year next year uh, on our website and a link will show up quickly within the chat um, also all the chat uh, commands are live if you want to see what they are just do exclamation point commands and you should see what you can do and have fun with um, so yes we do love them look john's got the link right there um, just a couple minutes ago. <laughs> um, other than that, let's go and get our get the other the good business. Jeff, what are you drinking? Since it's morning for you, what are you drinking this morning? I'm actually drinking a cup of tea, mate. I'm sorry to say. What kind of tea? <laughs> just normal black tea with uh, basic milk and one sugar. <laughs> I've already had my biscuit. Quite boring for the morning, <laughs> but that's what I have. <laughs> you guys have got more interesting drinks, I think. Uh, so let's see, uh, John. What are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm finishing up my uh, or my pre-ramble uh, drink of uh, cherry vodka mist with some berry blend V8 splash, and I'm following it up with a dark and stormy. What's a dark and stormy? It's the same thing I had last week. If you're paying attention, I never pay attention. You know that. I've slept since then. At least it's once. ginger beer plus Kraken rum plus some lime juice. Very tasty. And I'm having just tea. This is great. <laughs> uh, I'm having scotch. Uh, McCullen 18 is going to be my drink of the choice for night. Not a lot. I've got to work tomorrow. So I'm just keeping it kind of even and keeled. Um, Kathy, what it was, Gonzo. She's in the chat room. She's not even on tonight, she remember. That's because Kathy has a brain and I don't. I don't By the way, 
It's about now I've got to give a warning. That guy tore terrific. Just ignore him. He's he's uh, he's going to be uh, slagging me off the whole stream. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Tor. You're a great bloke. I like to say thank you for Tor for tuning in to, to giving me some of his time. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, with everything out there going on, please be safe. Um, please wear your mask. Um, look out for your fellow man, woman, child, everything. Um, it's crazy times we're in. Let's make sure we're looking out for each other. Um, if you haven't, make sure that you vote. Uh, if you're in the States, we got a pretty big uh, election coming up uh, for everything. Um, do we have any tributes this week, John? I don't. I don't remember any. doesn't mean there aren't any, but I we don't, don't think any we'll penetrated my uh, sphere of crazy work. But Yeah. So, guys, we want to thank everybody that listens, everybody that watches, everybody that does everything with our podcast and helps us out in any way possible. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. It means a ton to us that you come on here and listen to us. It's my Sunday fun day when I get to podcast. So, um, watch out for each other. Cheers. Cheers. Sure. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Wait, wait, wait. That's really good. Hold on, hold on. One more. Showing off with a McAllen 18. Sorry. Look, if you drank alcohol as fast as I did, you wouldn't buy the expensive stuff. It's, it's <laughs> I did. Have one glass of expensive stuff, then you taper off to the cheapest. One glass. year, <laughs> one year I did splurge. And and buy a really 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 expensive bottle of cognac, Ruby Martin Louis the Thirteen. Um, it's super expensive. Like a hand blown, the bottle's hand blown, and an empty bottle goes for like a couple of hundred dollars, type thing. And so I got it in and everything. It's a huge story, by the way. I'll do it on a pre ramble. Remind me on pre ramble. And um, I threatened to play quarters with it. I got punched quite quickly. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Oh. Other than that. Um, so this is episode 144. Last week we talked about having Jeff on. And, of course, he has graciously decided to come on and talk about uh, his project. Um, Jeff, before we get started on all these cool stuff that you sent me, tell me who you are, what you do, and tell me a little bit about Judgment. Okay. Uh, my name is Jeff Galea. I'm one of the uh, main game designers for Judgment, which up until recently has mostly just been my brother and I, business, Gunmeister Games. Uh we started about five or six years ago now. It's gone quick. Uh, yeah, and, and, it's a, and it's a skirmish type game with, with 54 mil heroes, a large type of heroes, which will be changing. We talk about later. <laughs> but yeah, and it's a game that's gone quite well. And last week, last year, we we're at Warfeet weekend for a, a big JNAC final, which is uh, very, very pleased to be there. And um, the game's going quite well, and we're looking at making a lot of changes coming up, which we're going to talk about today. Um. Just so you know, uh, JNAC is their Judgment North American Championship, correct? That's correct, yes. And you actually decided to go ahead and go with that online. How's that been going online? It's going quite well, actually. We're just halfway through, almost finished the last last qualifying round, and then we're going to cut to the top 16 and uh, have it online, basically using using the War Table uh, software, which is quite good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not the same, but it's actually allowed us to include, we've got people playing from Europe and Australia as well now included in the final which is going to be give it extra excitement correct yeah um because yeah. i remember when we did when you did it over at warfare weekend which was the first time for y'all to have it there which was actually pretty amazing everybody got into it there's a lot of people that bought it up um i think i bought your entire model line 
uh, that year, last year, <laughs> type thing. And um, got the mat and all that stuff. And, of course, the models are amazing um, and started playing. Um, because Judgment is a little bit different than most games out there. Uh, of course, it's played on a mat. Um, yep. And the models are, are currently uh, still pretty big. And yep. the game is not your typical, I add my strength to my damage and so on and so forth. Give me a little idea of the basics of mechanics of judgment. So, yeah, originally we, we sort of like loosely based it on, on MOBA, on the MOBA mechanic, right? And it's basically you got five, a number of heroes, let's say five versus five heroes. One of the big differentiators to the game, other game systems, is we, we have no factions. So you basically can pick and choose any number of, any from any group, any class, any race of heroes to form your warband to battle each other. Um, how it is different to other games as well. It's an alternate base system. I do one hero, you do another hero, and so on. We don't do the whole warband, and then the other person you know, does their whole warband. So it's an ever-changing uh, battlefield, and you've got to be able to, to think quick on your feet, so to speak, uh, to change your, your battle plan. Um, and we've got custom dice as well, which a lot of the other games don't have, which um, we haven't got a picture here, but if people go to the website, they'll see them. So the attack and damage roll, for example, is one roll. It's all enclosed in, in that one roll. It cuts down that time as well. So, yeah, quite a, a lot of different things uh, groundbreaking at the time when we did it. Um, yeah, it's been exciting. Um, going back to the um, 5v5. Now, yep. it's not because you do something different, which is a, what's called a pick and ban. Oh, yes, of course. That's part of the similar to them. Yeah, so when you're playing, if, you, if it's a five versus five uh, tournament, you'd bring seven heroes. You line them up, and I'd get to ban one of your heroes, and you get to ban one of my heroes. So it really adds that extra depth in, in making your warband. You, you, you're crutching on one hero or one combination. You've got to be prepared that that might be banned, and you won't have it. Um, and you've got to somehow have heroes that can make do with what you've got. So, And even the pick and ban phase, you can make your warband, and you might have an, you might an aversion to fire. So you try to target and ban their fire heroes if you can. So it brings that extra depth, which is different to other games as well. <laughs> Uh, Tortorific says, uh, unfortunately, you're not allowed to ban Jeff. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, feel free to ban Tort from this chat anytime. He has been kicked out one of our one of our streams once. My brother did kick him out, and it was a great time. <laughs> it was peaceful for the. <laughs> <laughs> but Tort's actually a really good mate. He's had a lot of help, a lot of play testing, and he's come to the tournaments and helped us. Uh, great supporter of the game. Lovely guy. He's got a lot of issues, as you can see, and you'll notice today. But other than that, he's a lovely guy. <laughs> okay, so you, you said you based this game off of the MOBA. So this isn't yeah. just me and you clashing together who can kill each other's model the quickest and kick them out of the game. Uh, because your yeah. models, they technically never die. That's Correct? right. So, yeah, so it's like the jungle rumble part of the, of the MOBA where you're already in fighting, right? We haven't got, we haven't got the lanes, so to speak. Um, the goal is to try to destroy the opponent's effigy, that's like their home base, mm -hmm. Okay. And you can do that by directly attacking the effigy or by killing opponent heroes, which, which gives you souls, which actually chips away at the effigy. Or you can do a combination of both. So when heroes do die, um, they do respawn, uh, just like a, a video game, I suppose. They respawn slightly weaker for that first turn, but they're not out of the game forever. And we also have, uh, similar to the creeps in the MOBAs, we have uh, roaming monsters. And you can kill monsters for loot, for magical items, for magical weapons. Um, during the game, they're neutral to both and they attack both parties. Uh, you can pick warbands that manipulate monsters as well to make them attack your opponents and things like that. Um, 
heroes can also uh, let me keep comparing to other games. Um, you can you level up during. Uh oh. I wasn't sure if that was just me. No. Looks like Jeff may have crashed. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh. Let's help you give me a good counter. Okay, Jeff. You Jeff, you uh, yep. you actually lagged out for a second. So you were talking about they level up, and then you you. Lagged. Yeah. So heroes level up during a game. And also can buy magical items during a game, so you can tool up your your warband specifically for the for the scenario and the opponent mid game, which is quite different to other games as well. That's awesome. Um, one of the things um, that I, uh, I I did personally that I bought in was um, all the pet classes. The people that brought like the halfling demon, you know, the halfling that brings yeah. the demon. I can't remember your name, your models. Uh, but the halfling that brings the yeah. demon, and then the guy that brings Victor, all the skeletons. Yeah. yeah, Victor, and then yeah. the guy that brings uh, the skeletons. Because to me, I'm like a swarming person. I love massive amounts of models and swarming, yeah. and just having. I got a I got a halfling that can bring a demon, and then I've got a necromancer that can bring skeletons, and I'm like, yeah, that's me. I, I, yeah. I not whether they're powerful or you know whatever. That's a great combo. I didn't care because I just thought yeah. that was an interesting thing to have. Was yes. a bunch of things. Yeah, so touching on that, it's five heroes. We, just, we should say five hero slots. Now, we've got no point system. It's literally any five heroes that you want to bring. Mm -hmm. But some heroes can summon skeletons or demons or things to fight for them. We've also got uh, one at the moment, a, a hero unit, which is two. It's a, it's a goblin, a balansana. They're a unit that count as one hero. I, uh, um, I painted some of them on stream one time. Yeah, they're quite, they're quite yeah. popular. Uh, we've also they're got cool shit looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure um but yeah so that, that when we say five heroes it can be more than actual five heroes on the board uh, if you can summon more creatures and things like that so with everything that's going on you've had success with uh judgment i know that when i first uh saw you it was like uh, adepticon a couple of years ago and i know that your models they sold out in a heartbeat. I was like, oh, this is a really yep. cool model. I, I don't know if I'll play the game, but I want this one model. And you're like, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're definitely, you, not only do you have the stuff that's selling out for the game, people just like the models. But um, this last week, you made a big announcement. Um, and you're changing the edition. Um, and you're going to what's effectively going to be called Judgment 2.0. Affectionately yes. called. Um, with that, why go to Judgment 2.0? Was the current system not working or just... Yes, so the system's working working fine. Um, but with all games, you have to evolve and you know change as, as time goes. Otherwise, it can get stale. And we started looking at the changes that were coming up, and, and one of them was the scale size. Um, then we were looking at in, in, introducing hex movement instead of measuring widgets and, and, and tape measures. And then... On top of that, we looked at introducing another another race, and we thought, geez, these changes, they're no longer just patch changes, right? It's actually they're major changes to to, to, to the current, you know, version. Um, even though the game still plays the same, and we thought, look, what we can't release this as a patch. We've just the whole point was let's call it Judgment One. This is Judgment Two, and we can introduce more things. And there's even more things we haven't announced yet that we're going to bring in. So that's the main reason, uh, not because it's not working, but of course to evolve and improve and go to the next level. And it's bigger than a patch change, basically. Gotcha. I mean, because, I mean, 
you can introduce like, oh, we changed the spell of a model, you know, or yeah. whatever ability because that's, you know, tweaking and changing something that's like OP or whatever. But changing the, the skill that you're changing it to, um, I think it's something that's really uh, interesting. Um, and one of the things is I'm going to go and switch over. I got some pictures that we're going to show to people. Um, and one of the things that you did choose was to go to a hex grid. That's right. Um, which, uh, that's actually a pretty bold thing to do, in my opinion. You're used to being a measurement system with, you know, six inches, five inches, whatever. Why did we change to uh, a hex system? So we discussed this five years ago when we started the game, right? My brother and I and, and a couple other people that were with it. It would have probably was, would have been too early to bring out you know 54 mil scale thing, which in itself was a negative for for a few people and difficult to get in. Introducing the hexes as well is probably too much of a harsh change to the current games that were going out. Um, but introducing a hex system to us was the natural way to go. It just really cleans up play. Um, you haven't got this fiddly am I in out in out by a millimeter in or out or do I need a judge to come and help me make a call? Um, and it really suited a low model count game like we've got as well. Um, it's five models or even in the three versus three three models. Um, and once you start playing it, it, I've said this before, the hexes actually disappear and you start playing the game just like usual. You don't need a, pre a measure to, to, to measure your distances. It's already there in front of you. It's black and white where you can and can't go. Yeah, the ranges are crystal clear. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there's no, you can't question it. The only thing that yeah. might happen is if you knock a model over and you might not exactly know where it's at, but you know what? You, you can pretty much figure out where you were and it's not going to, you're not going to mess up a measurement on it because a hex is a hex. That's it. I mean, I've, I've been in tournament games, high level tournament games where someone accidentally bumps a model. That's it. The game state's gone. There's no recovering where exactly you were. You know where you are with this. If you knock a model, you know exactly what hex you're in. Yeah. Right. It's pretty, pretty clear. Your, your game in, in, in a sense is a tournament style game. Not that you can't play it casually with your friends and stuff, but yep. it can't. It, it's it's gotten ground as a tournament style game. Um, well, well, coming in on that, it's funny because it's actually a lot a new, more noob friendly than other games. A lot of noobs come in and you know bringing in tape measures and it's it's awkward, especially people that haven't come from a, a tabletop gaming background like we have, right? And it's easy for that level. But on the other extreme, like you said, we can have high level. Uh, tournaments, I say high stakes in inverted commas, but we can have high level you know, world championships, so to speak, and you won't need a judge to come to make a 50-50 call that could cost you the, the tournament because it's in or out. Uh, so it gives us both both extremes. It's great for the newer player, also great for the more high level competitive player as well. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, John. With a, yeah, you make it if you make it tight for tournament gaming, there it's easy to just play it at a casual level. It's just the way you play it. If you make everything super tight to begin with, with no nitpickiness, let's say, uh, it translates down to the, the beginner level very well. Yeah, exactly. now, I'm looking at the picture that you posted recently. Uh, I'm going to enlarge it just for a second so people can kind of see some of it. Um, that I've noticed that the you've got the black hexes and then you got these orange. Uh, orange yep. is, I'm guessing, where you can't put a model. That's right, that's the dead zone. Yeah. Um, the black hex is there, that's your deployment zone. Okay. Um, and, then, and the rest of them. And then you got something like an orange and then a blue and a yellow and a green, and those are terrain features, correct? Yeah, that's like a current map. This is actually a current uh, version one map. We've just converted it to hexes. Mm -hmm. All our mats on the bottom, I can't remember if it's left or right corner, they have a little 
uh, code that shows you what those colored means. Like that could be uh, treacherous ground. The green there is, is difficult ground, the forest. So we just have to make it more cleaner with the borders. Um, and, and again, this makes it easier. Even when you're playing a game, sometimes when people say, I'm just nudging the forest, and then during the play, it falls out of the forest. Here, there's no nudging. It's it's in or it's out as well. Yeah, so, there's no like, Is this cap-covered hex the forest or not? It's right yeah. there. Is it the border? It's in the border. It's the forest. That's Which, it. That's it. You actually don't put terrain on your maps. You just go that the blue hex, you look at the map, you look down the key, blue is, you know, impassable terrain or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's what it's planning for the future. So our current maps have got the terrain imprinted on them. The future maps, even not just uh, terrain, even scenario elements, we can change scenario elements and say, okay, for this map, you know, got the forest and hex, so give it the grid number, put the scenario objectives on this certain for hex. It gives us a lot more flexibility. And if we do notice some, there's an imbalance issue or something, we can fix it quite quickly without people having to go and buy all new mats again. So, right. so you're sort of going to go to a, a, a mat that's just the hex grid with sort of the base texture and you'll add the terrain bits on. Is that correct? That's right. We'll give codes and mats online or whatever and say, this is to put, you know, hex, well, whatever, whatever code number, yeah. uh, grid, grid number, I should say, and this is going to be all forest. Exactly. Things like that. So yeah. are you planning on selling printed hex terrain or are you expecting players to do that? So we'll be, we'll be looking at that as well. Um, with Creature Caster as well. We'll be looking at the kind of thing. Um, but people can also make their own. There's no problem there. Um, but we will be selling packs. To the, the size and whatever it is. That's that right. Saying. I mean, because I could yeah. technically, let's like the wall. You see there's a wall there, or it looks like a wall, yeah. and it's two hexes. That's right. If I know the size of those hexes, I could go to a CAD program, make those hexes yeah. as the base, and then design a wall and put it on top of it. Yeah, you're right. so, yeah, you could make a 3D on top of all of this as long as you have an underlying 2D, which is something uh, we had started doing locally for uh, War Machine sort of towards the end of its, yeah. I'd say, heyday more than anything because it made things cleaner. You know, like I need to move this building so I can measure properly. There's still a template of how big the building is. Correct. Yeah, and once you've made once you've made your own wall or your or your effigy or whatever, if we change a map, all you've got to do is pick the wall up and put it on a different hex, and it's it still works. That's um, so good. So we're changing up to a different system, and I'm gonna uh, make these a little bit bigger because they're hard to see because there's all this writing in it. Um, but um, and it's gonna oh, go. It hurts. You changed up some of this stuff on the card. Now this is Bastion, your new one of the new uh, things that you did. Um, one of the things I do like about all your cards. I'm gonna move. Hold on a second. Where are you? So we can see all of it. Put Jeff behind the card. Um, is all this stuff is on the card. But the really cool thing is you have an app with all That's this right. stuff in it too. Um, it's, and your app is free. Is it still going to be free with 2.0? Yeah, we've got for iOS and for uh, Apple. Uh, sorry, which is the same. <laughs> Android, here I go. Yeah, it's still going to be free. It's still going to be supported fully. So you can still download the games, uh, the cards for all the new heroes and monsters on there. We're still going to have the print and play section still free, which is on our website. Uh -huh. So people can download the cards if they want to print them out. Uh, we're going to have drive-through cards option as well. Yes, basically, the, it's all going to be still free. Okay. okay. Um, so this person that you have here, Bastian, yes. um, what did you change from him from his current state to the new state? <coughs> I mean, besides you had to so, change the movement to axes <coughs> instead of inches. Yeah. And you had to change so, all that measurement. Yeah. 
most heroes have stayed the same. Most of the judges, this guy, we've given a bit of a bit of a haul over. Um, he had a range two uh, staff before. Now it's been changed to a sword. I've also given him a magic weapon with range three at three hexes, of course. Um, but what's more interesting is his abilities. His innate ability has got a buff. Um, his heroic ballad used to only help uh, melee heroes. Now it helps ranged and magical heroes as well. Um, you can see his level two there has been changed. Um, he can, you know, no, sorry, it has been changed. He basically buffs a friend in their more aggressive damage dealing. He's basically playing more of the heroic uh, ballad guy that we tried to plan originally. And I think we fine-tuned him to make him a bit more effective in that area. Um, he's more of a support and he's still a, it can be more effective on the battlefield than he was. Okay. So, I mean, I noticed that, you know, there's like um, the level two heroism and it says, you know, target friendly models within two hexes. Um, yep. So is that, is the two hexes still roughly about the same range of it was in inches? So this is a different ability for him, but but saying most of the abilities are mathematically being worked out by my brother, he's the maths head, are basically the same range. Okay. Right? For example, someone who could shoot eight inches before now basically shoots five hexes. Okay. Okay. And that is happens to be the same range that the most, most merely uh, – Heroes can threat when they're charging, right? So all the all the relative distances are basically the same. Okay, so and and, and we streamed a game the other day. Actually, a live game was the first one, and a lot of the players actually saw. In the end, it was exactly like Judgment, just minus the widgets. Um, yeah, a few adjustments had to be made here or there for the hex system, mm -hmm. but all in all, yeah, the, the range is basically in relatively the same as they were before. Um, I know that being a competitive player myself. And games going to easier to plan out maneuvers and everything else. Because, I mean, when, like, War Machine went from no measurement to pre-measurement, it changed up the game yeah. completely. What do you think is going to be the main, I don't want to say issue, but what do you think is going to be the main thing going from a measurement system to a hex system? Do you think that's going to be, what, do you think you're going to have, besides nerds complaining about everything because they'll find anything <laughs> to complain about um do you see the game speeding up slowing down do you see oh, it's definite speed up um there's speed. less of the, the proxy requirement there's less of the pre-measuring coming back and pre-measuring and all this um you can easily work out the distance for someone you never have to ask an opponent is that in is that out are you happy with that it's it's in or out right so it definitely speeds up in that regard okay um so I want to go back to your hex map for a second. The hexes yep. that are on here, um, how big are those hexes? So they're 45 millimeter hexes. Um, the new the new models are going to be in standard models. They're going to be on 40 millimeter circular bases. Uh -huh. and, but these are 45 millimeter partly for the reason um, that you can use current models as well on them. That was going to be my next yeah. question. Um, yeah. Because yeah. So, yeah. I bought almost your entire line. And of course, if you were to tell me your current models are worthless. I would have just yep. walked away, which which has been that would have been the biggest, huh? stupidest mistake ever if anybody to do. So you being able to still use your old models, even though they're going to be bigger, and we'll show the picture of the change. Um, they're still going to fit inside that hex. Fully, fully understandable if people get upset with their models becoming. Every model is going to be fully supported and fully usable in the game. The 50 millimeters actually fit quite snugly and there is no issue. We had a game the other night streamed all with the full models because we haven't got the smaller models yet. 
um, 100% works, it's compatible. And there's the scale difference. People are saying, you know, it looks weird having big models and small models. Well, we've got Goblins and, and Victor, who is a halfling on a 40 mil base already, and he's a tiny human, and he's fighting against Don Raka already. So but still, there's no silliness in there. It still works. Um, and I've all played, you know, AOS games and PP games, uh, sorry, GW games and PP games. Again, you've got massive, gigantic things and tiny little, little scale models as well. So it still works. But in short, yes, every model you bought is fully supported. It's going to be re-sculpted and re-released uh, with the new version in smaller scale, but they're going to be exactly the same rule set. So fully compatible for all official tournaments. So don't throw out your old models, people. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so let, let, let's go from the model, and uh, we'll talk about this. Uh, Y'all made a really big announcement um, that I think is actually really cool because we like the company and the models they put out. Y'all partnered up with Creature Caster. Yeah, legendary guys. So I actually first saw their models in flesh at, at Warfare Weekend last year. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. So in, in the flesh. But it, it's a collaboration with them. It's really great. It's been so good working with the team. Um, it's been obviously a few months now, um, and it's really going ahead well. Um, and they're a great, great fit for us, basically. Um, yeah, because that was one of the things that, you know, one of, our, one of the people that uh, messaged me, um, Carl Morgan, which used to run uh, Warfare Weekend, still, you know, Warfare Weekend. His question was, with CreatureCaster helping with production, will that make selling in the U.S. easier, and do you have any distribution deal set up to make it easier to get into the U.S. game stores? Because this is one of the things, and it's getting the game out there to U.S. players or to U.S. stores is always, um, I wouldn't say difficult, but I would like... I'd like to play this game. And then my store goes, well, I have to get it and it's going to take a while type thing. So are we now, going to have better di distribution? So difficult is the correct term. My brother and I, you know, we're based in Australia. And supplying to UK, Europe, America, Asia, it has been difficult for us, right? Now, with Creature Caster, it solves all those problems. They make them in their place. They, they distribute from the place. They package everything's from there. And they'll be they will be maintaining continuous production of the game, basically monthly, updating monthly in their web store, okay? We're probably not going the route of distributors, but directly uh, dealing with the retailers ourselves. Um, we've already got a handful that we've, we're working with, and that will be expanding. We like the idea of working with the, the retailers a bit, little bit more because it also gives us, allows us to help them to, to, to build a community in the stores and things like that. Um, but it definitely be a lot easier distributing in the U.S. and everywhere, basically, and to, and to Europe as well. So I've got an interesting question for you. Um, you don't know this, but I've actually worked both as distribution and I've owned a game store. I have a lot of history in that. Do you think there's going to be any pushback from the big U.S. distributors who are notoriously finicky about people cutting them out of the loop? Someone like an Alliance Games Distribution who has previously levied lawsuits on Games Workshop for trying to push them out of the loop? Look, I'm not sure if they if they will or will not. I'm not sure if, if, if the game is big enough at the moment for that to threaten them. Um, but that will be more of, I suppose, the creature casting area to, to look into. Um, but I, I can't see that. I, I think it's... it's it seems to be it's getting blurry, blurred lines now the way the world has gone. You know, the Internet's changed a lot of things as well, okay? So online ordering is a lot easier and those kind of things. So, But I'm not sure um, what, what they might do. We'll have to see. I hope not, but we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I'm also assume would assume the creature caster would sell to the distributor, which would make them happy too. So yeah. just something that came up because, like I said, I was around for when uh, Alliance, well then, yeah, it's Alliance over the Armory, put a lawsuit on Games Workshop for trying to cut out the uh, the middleman, so to speak. <laughs> GW have had a few lawsuits against them over the years, but they seem yeah. to go okay. <laughs> They'll always make the best decisions, let's be honest. They seem to survive quite well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fair. Now, you're going with Creature Caster. Creature Caster is known for their provocative, um, half-nude, boobs out. I mean, they have one model, I think she's got like 20 boobs and stuff. <laughs> Are you afraid that this may create a sex fiend or, you know, freaky type models that are just you know over the top because i mean don't get me wrong i love creature caster and some of the models but they're topless they're tasteful uh and i know this has been a concern for some people um what do you think yep. give me that so on a, on a personal level um this is it's been it's been a tough week because this has dominated you know our news release basically which has been a bit a bit a bit a shame, a shame in the way because we've got so many good things to talk about. But I'm not worried to the really, to be honest. Look, we have currently got 45 models in judgment, including monsters. We're including at the moment six um, from Creature Caster with the demons. Two of them are from the ecstasy um, part of the demons. There's three at the moment, we're releasing three different uh, types of demons the ruin, the ecstasy, and the onslaught demons. And it's the ecstasy ones that are causing issues. And these two of them at the moment in, in, a, in a basically over 50 models. It will be present. It will always be a minority of models for starters. Okay. Now, there's been still been a lot of backlash about that. And people have already tried to sell their models and, 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 and have a lot of noise on the internet. So, you know, it's not good enough for us just to say don't buy those models. We can understand that as well. We've actually had been discussing it a lot. We've also taken it a step further where we are now, we're going to fully support a format of the game, if, 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 because we have some people who say, like, you know, my store wants to stock it, we want to run tournaments, we want to run, you know, painting competitions, all this kind of thing, but we can't because of these new models. So we're allowing an official format tournament-wise where if people want to have this this version of the, of the game where these models aren't included, it's fully supportable by us, it will be fully endorsed if it's, if we're doing prize support, it will be fully acceptable also, if it's going to be contributing to tournaments, you know, points for, for, for rankings or tournaments, that's fully acceptable as well. So we've made that compromise, but we've got this format. We haven't got a name for it, I suppose, family-friendly. You might want to call it, looking for a better word. But, yeah, that's available as well for the people. So we don't, we don't have just to say to them, don't buy it if you don't like it. We can actually make them – they can, you know, talk to the TA. If TA says, okay, this is going to be a friendly one. We don't want to have those models. It's still going to be supported by us. This way, we're letting the public more dictate what they want to see and what they want to purchase and play with. Okay. So one of the other things that's kind of, and, 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 and Jeff Rollins' purposes, it's your game. You do whatever the hell you want with it. Um, and if people don't like it, we have a setting here. Don't yuck on our yeah. yum. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. it, it, it's one I mean, of our. It's things. not like Games Workshop hasn't had models like that for years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, yeah. you, you're putting boobs out is nothing new. We had people say things like, you know, we've been pretty open in the past and listening to advice and people are saying, and this issue, we're ignoring them. We're not ignoring them. We've got to understand that, that, that people's opinions, we're getting hundreds of different opinions, right? So we're not just ignoring you and listening to you. We're trying to do the best compromise we can. In the end, we want this business to go forward as best as we can, right? And some people do like these kind of models as well. 
okay? And, my, and a majority of people don't have a problem with them as well. Um, but of course, I understand some people do. You know, we're touching on a lot of issues here that we don't want to get into um, with, with these kind of things. But yeah, in, in the end, um, we'll do what, what, what we seems the best for the game going forward. And that's looking at the whole scene, the whole world as well as, as people that are playing the game as well. Um, I brought up a picture because um, one of the things yep. is y'all are changing size. Uh, you're going from 54 to 32, 32 mil. Yep. Um, and the reasoning behind it, why did you decide to go smaller? So from the word go, my brother and I, this was one of the biggest attractions to our game. We were different. We had these big, big models, right? And it was a good thing. But on the negative side, from the word go, it's really restricted what we can do. It's held us back, okay? A lot of it is, I suppose, the financial thing. You know, we can't charge what that model is actually worth to sell. Otherwise, we wouldn't sell any. So our margins become lower. Also, the game entry into the game for people, it's, it's a bit too steep having to buy these big models, you know. For some people, it, it seemed to be too expensive, right? Um, um, yeah, but, I mean, I, I want to I hit on that because your, your models now, they're roughly about 40 plus a model, give or take, uh, yes. around that, depending on what the model is. Um, yes. And you're going to be switching to this smaller format and smaller models. What's the price point going to be? Have you kind of released a little bit of that? So currently, the smaller models, I think they're roughly sold for around $20 Canadian at the moment, which is which is less than half, right? Uh, so, I, I checked because um, some of the models you told me uh, are going to be new in Judgment. I went and checked on yep. them, and they're $20, uh, US dollars. Yeah. So, there you go, right? So you can get five models for $100, right, which is a warband ready to go. Um, which is a lot cheaper than the current one. It, it's not just the money. you got a, it's a lot of other things as well, uh, but we're talking about that at the moment. But, yeah, so it's a lot lot, lot cheaper price point for, for new players to get in as well, well and also, which is a big plus. Yeah, I mean, we, we joke on it, but there's going to be no need for widgets in this game then. Yeah. Oh, no widgets. That's it. Uh, widgets yeah, don't need them at all. Um, even, even proxies aren't needed because you can just put the model back where it started from. So, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, that's it's one of the biggest things that everybody's doing, all the widgets. And more than Dice has a widget set because, you know, yeah. we used to play a lot of War Machine and stuff before COVID. And you won't need widget sets. You're just going to need, like, token sets. Like, oh, this guy's got so many souls or this guy's on fire yeah. or whatever. So there's going to yeah. be no widget sets. So we, yeah, the, that's right. We're still at tokens and we st all the current tokens still work, of course, because all the abilities are still the same. But yeah, no widgets. It's funny we set up when you're setting up because most of our playtesting has been online because of COVID, of course, right? But you set up and they haven't got all these rulers there. You haven't got these tape measures. It's a, it's a really it's a liberating feeling actually as a gamer, and not to have to watch your opponent closely to make sure they're moving moving correctly as well. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I play a lot of games. I mean, my my four two right now. What I would say the Star Wars Legion and um, Marvel Crisis Protocol, and they are widget heavy. But they're designed in, but it is so much freeing to not have to have all that extra stuff with you. It makes uh, yeah. transporting stuff, getting out there a lot harder. And for a five model game, you want it to be as easy as possible. That's a that's a okay. huge plus. Yeah, that's right. I mean, exactly. I, I, I looked at this model and I looked at the pictures and I'm not seeing any downgrade in, you know, detail. Uh, I'm a resin printer. I print a lot of resin miniatures and use yeah. it when you go smaller, you start losing detail. Uh, and stuff like this. And of course, these aren't printed. These are cast uh, type right. thing. So, I mean, 
Well, creature cars, so that's their specialty, making yeah. really high-quality models. I've got a space, actually, I forgot to say, when people buy this model, you're going to get both of these scales. It's like a parting present for the 54-millimeter scale. So when you buy this, you get two in one, two for the and same who, price. Who is this? This is Cradle. It's an undead monitor. Um, she's actually the daughter of Don Rake, who was the big Don, the big, big, and you know, the big monitor that we know who's been killed and she's come back as an undead. Um, and she'll be released on the, the Black Friday uh, sales. That's, a, that's our, our first, we're pretty excited. It's the first collaboration release between the two two companies. So, uh, Is this going to be on your web store and CreatureCaster or just CreatureCaster? It'd be both for this one. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, will, we, right. will, we be, will we be buying pretty much everything from CreatureCaster? So if you're, if you're going to be online and we want to get a new model, the new, because you're going to be re-sculpting all the old ones, are we going to yeah. be, will, will it be mostly through CreatureCaster or for both? That's right. Mostly creature caster from that at that point onwards, yeah. Okay. Uh, are we still get creature coins or creature things for that? Uh, I think you will. Of course you will. Yes, because it's creature caster <laughs> models. <laughs> it's still creature caster. It covers both. <laughs> yeah. um, I did notice that, of course, your Minotaur uh, doesn't have the typical snout. You yeah. know, it doesn't have the the bull face. It's got more of a humanoid face. Um, and I know this was kind of some people were talking about was a a, yeah. a weird thing. Y'all are actually going away from. Minotaur and more into Fae is what I believe that y'all are going for. It does seem that way with the creature caster models. Um, but then again, if you look at the Don Raka, which you've got a picture of there, the overdraw of that, that's still he's still keeping a similar face. It has moved away slightly from the, the, the cow head, as people call it. Um, but also I'd like to one thing in judgment that we that's the new version of the Don Raka, by the way. One of one of the new things that my brother and I also wanted to highlight. You know, when we play, we've always played rank and file games and every elf is the same proportion and every goblin is the same proportion. In life, that's not how it is. You can get me, I'm a pretty short guy, and put me next to a giant guy. We look like two different races of people. So we're going to have the variety in in, in, these, in the faces as well, right? They're not all going to be looking the same. Uh, features, which, which is probably reflecting more in how reality is. Right, we we're just so used to playing war games, and all elves have to look the same, you know, with the, the pointy ears and the beautiful arm and eyes. But in reality, we can look at humans and, and animals; they're not the same either, right? It's a lot of different different, you know, features. Um, you did uh, send me a bunch of um, concept art. You want to go through that? Yes. And just talk about that real quick. All right. Sure. Uh, the first sure. one is like some undead-looking guy. You. So this is uh, Zim. So before we go any further, can you pause it? We've yeah. got all the current models in the game. We've already got a model for Zim. And what Creature Caster have gone and do for each model, because we want to re resculpt them, is, is brought them down to um, and just give them the Creature Caster touch, so to speak. So they've added a lot more. My brother and I's original game, probably, probably slightly larger features, a bit more on the comic side. They've gone for the more serious side. So this is Zim. Who is already in the game? He's, a, he's an undead. Uh, he's that, is that Zarin from the future, actually? The guy that you know, Zarin, that summons skeletons. Mm -hmm. This is him, like a thousand years in the future. He's come back as an undead wizard type of guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next one, which was the Minotaur that you were talking about. This is your yeah. kind of standard, you know, trope miniature type uh, of Minotaur. Yeah. It's got kind of the snout um, yeah. type thing. So what the and what they've done, they've taken our existing illustrations and had a Duratus go over the top and, and changed it to add a few more details that they wanted to add. So this is the illustration that will be hopefully uh, inspiring the, the, the model, the sculpt. Because I actually, I actually have that model because I think this is yeah, the Don. Yeah, he's a legend. 
The yeah, dog that shall not like, fast. Yes. <laughs> super, super cool. Um, and it's super yes. beefy. And I I was like, what it, people are like, what's he doing in the game? I don't give a fuck. He's a defender. He protects his buddies. <laughs> yeah. Don't care. But as you can see, the model's going to be basically the same with a few additions to it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was like, they were like, what does he do in the game? Don't care. He <laughs> was just cool looking. Um, yeah. This one. This is, uh, I think I actually had this one too. Yeah, that's Thorgar. He's the other Minotaur. He's a bit more feral, this guy. He's, he's been raised in the gladiator pits. Um, one of our first models and a great looking model as well. Um, yeah, he's got, he's had a bit of a change of face there. He's a bit more feral to, to like he's that. Okay. I thought I had him, but he's not readily available where I can get to him. Um, and this is the, your new, not new druid, but the re-sculpt of the druid. Yeah, generous. So um, she's current, yep, and she's changed her face slightly, but not too drastically, I feel. And, I, you know, I, it's funny because I looked at our models and I thought they were the best models in the world. And then I see these new illustrations on the top. I think, geez, they've actually improved it. And, uh, yeah, she's basically generous. She's a druid, um, yeah, druid character, hybrid. Oh, and this one, let me shrink it back down so you can see it. Because um, this one... This is one of my favourites. This is Saiyan. She's one of the elf, elven soul gazers. Um, she's not very different from the original original uh, pictures, but uh, they just added a bit more with her soul harvesting. She's actually pulling out a whole skeleton there, so which is good to see. But I, I like to I like to say something here. Going back to the um, people that are afraid about the sexualisation of the game, you can see here these are our heroes. They haven't changed at all. There's no more nudity. There's nothing being added. They're just changing the pose and here and there and tweaking yeah. the model. So yeah, it's, it's uh, not uh, yeah. The models aren't about the sexuality. It's about being appropriate for what they are. Exactly. Exactly. The model question, uh, Gonzo sent me a picture. It is, I mean, it is what it should be. We, we'll, we'll, yeah. on, we have that one uh, coming up. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, yeah I, I've got that because uh, I, Jeff and I actually had a small conversation before the podcast and I was like, oh, I didn't know this. Um, <laughs> all right. This one I'm actually more excited about because the original one is kind of meh. Not, not, yeah, yeah. It, 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 this fair. one so looks so much cooler. Yeah, dynamic. Uh, it's got the blindfold on instead of the glasses. Uh, yeah, it's a great looking model. And we've always tried to, my brother and I always tried to have an action pose model. And this does that job uh, better than we had it, I feel. Uh, his guy is a, is a defender of a different type of defender, but is an elven defender from the future, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> One. I'm, I, I'm having to resize everything so everybody can see it. That's right. Ah, so that's Bastion. That's when we spoke about the big the one that had the big change, the card that you showed. He had a staff. He's a bard, right? So now he's got a magic attack. He had, a, he had a, The original one's got the staff coming on his back, um, and he's reading from a book. Mm -hmm. um, so this is Bastion the new. He's, he's the only one really from the original set that's going to see such a transformation rules-wise and uh, illustration-wise as well, which would be model-wise. But he's now casting a spell as well from his hand. Yeah, because uh, I, I think I've got the one where he's just holding a book. It's not. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's yeah. not dynamic, but it's this one is definitely. Yeah. I'm about to fuck yeah. you up. Actually, more 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 active. He's, he's running and yeah, quite a good model. Here yeah, when a... when Creature Caster came forward and showed us these models, it blew our mind away. So this is actually Cradle illustration. So, um, one of the original illustrations. I thought we'll put it up there so you can see the artwork, and how it transformed into the model, basically. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, There's so a good story about her. Uh, when you read the story about John Riker, I think it was done by Colin Hill, actually. So this is the Biomancer of Ruin. 
And this is explain a creature caster model, which is something I didn't know about. But yep. tell me about this. Yeah, so some of the models are already for sale and people already own them. Um, so we've got, a, we've got a bit of a demon demon force invasion uh, coming into the game of judgment. <clears throat> and there's a lot of different um, types of demons. And this is one of the ruined demons that's coming in. Um, uh, so, yeah, we've got rules for this. We've been playtesting all this. We haven't revealed any demon rules or anything like that. So I'm sort of like can't talk too much. But, yes, it's available already. And it definitely will be in the game. There's six demons that will be in the game that we've released the names for. I think three of them are for sale already. This one and the two ecstasy demons. Oh, no, there's the uh, Onslaught demon as well. Yeah. Uh, Onslaught is going to be? That's the guy that looks like a devil demon, the crazy guy. Um, okay, hold on. So, there's three, so the three that we're going to be releasing um, are the Ruin demons, the Onslaught, which are like the aggressor-type demons, and the ecstasy demons, which are like um, you know, pleasure demons over the top, uh, those kind of ones. We'll see when they turn up. So this is a ruined demon, more, more like ruin and, and plague and those kind of things. So you're saying the Queen of Onslaught is going to be one of your models in your game? Uh, the Onslaught, you've got, no, not this guy. This is the this is the moment of ruin. This is going to be in the game. You've got an Onslaught one there coming up, I think, unpainted. Oh, is it is this one? This one right here? These are all in our game, yes. Okay. I'm this waiting for one. the next one. Yes, here's the Onslaught demon. We've got oh, okay. rules him. He's a Berserker. Yeah, the, the uh, Berserk of Onslaught, because they've got a model called Queen of Onslaught, and she's like a $130 model, and she's huge, and all this stuff. I was like, oh, okay. We've got it. We've got uh, options for larger models later on down the, down the track, but at the moment, they're all going to be on this. But this is the Berserk of Onslaught. It's a crazy, you know, double-wielding axe guy, aggressor on, on the roids, obviously. Um, but he's for sale already, I feel. Yep. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, he's only $20 yep. US, so I mean. Exactly, yes. Yeah reasonably priced um yeah guys in the, yeah, the onslaught are all the aggressive type demons so, you know they're just killing things basically uh and here's a model that started the controversy um yes and um was it uh she she's still in here uh griffin a, when i were talking a, about this and sent me this picture and i'm like yeah. okay it's a creature caster model i don't see no. anything <laughs> yeah Nothing wrong with it or whatever, but this one was the one that kind of, you know, threw people for a loop because boobs. Well, it's a, it's a siren of ecstasy, um, which the name says it all. Yeah. Um, and she's alluring and, and, and hypnotizing and those kind of things. And that's how her rules really reflect that in the game as well. Um, but it's a beautiful model. Um, I'm just excited about having all these demons as part of judgment, <laughs> right? Uh, fighting against Thorgar and Don Raka and Sane and Astariel. It's going to be exciting, right? Um, yeah. We have a question from the audience. Parm01 asked, was the loot too controversial? Is that the reason why it's a problem? Yes, mate. It has because some of the heavy metal people ran, ran into me and it wasn't aggressive enough. <laughs> so typically, what this actual like, model is, is uh, no, that's actually a good one. Um, the Siren of Ecstasy. The Siren is not the model that's sitting up there, the female figure. It's actually the monster. And this yeah, creature is like a lure of the creature trying to get people in. From the typical yeah. um, old pirate tales of that's people right. trying to lure exactly. people in and yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So and that and that's and we, we made a rules to pick that as well. So it's quite it's quite cool. It's quite cool to actually well, 
sort of like work in reverse where creature caster have given us a model and we make the rules for it. We're usually, you know, we, we, we start from the ground up with developing a model and the rules at the same time. So it was quite good to work that way as well. And uh, can't wait to get these on the table. Well, we just but had yeah. a, uh, we want to thank Rainer72, uh, John, give him a quick shout out. Uh, Rainer72 is raiding with a party of 84 to come in and talk yeah. about judgment. Um, well, Rainer's currently painting uh, the cradle model. He's put picks up already. Um, he's going to be painting a lot of the a lot of the judgment models. So he's, and he's already painted most of the, the judgment models already. Um, oh, yeah. But he's painting the current cradle, the, the two versions of her. So can't wait to see the finished product. Yeah, whenever Rainer turns up, mate, you get a big following. It's like a, you know. Oh, Rainer's it's amazing. It's um, cold leader. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually uh, kind of, whenever uh, I started to do, when we started getting into streaming and everything, I, I saw Rainer's stuff and he was painting judgment stuff. And I was like, hey, uh, you know about, and he's like, yeah, I work all the time. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. Um, and so he started showing me the painting and he came to Warfare Weekend last year and had stuff and everything. And I was really, really, really happy that he showed up. Um, yeah, well, I met him last weekend. He actually did a painting competition for us as well. Um, lovely guy, so good to yeah, and he's and he's very much into judgment too. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm sorry that you're getting shit for this model because that's what it is. There's nothing wrong with this model. There's nothing controversial about it. There's nothing. You know what? If you like the model and you like the rules, you can always take green stuff and cover those boobs up. Yeah, there's a lot of options. And as we said, we're, we're, we're accommodating as well with the different uh, options for tournament pack as well. So um, I can understand. It's, it's different reasons for different people of different reasons and different levels of uh, acceptance. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's it's difficult. You know, I live, I live on the beach in Sydney, and I don't know if you go to the beach, no one wears any clothes, right? So I don't, <laughs> I don't even notice this kind of thing, to be honest. It's probably a slight of my, I don't know, but we don't even see it because it's we're confronted with it all the time. Uh, but yeah, I can understand people of different upbringings. They got they talk about their children and so on, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, anyway, the model's still great and it's going to be good to see. And you don't have to buy this model. There's going to be another, a lot of other great looking demon models that are completely covered up and, and, what, and so on. So there's a lot of options there in the game. They're going to be a minority of models like this. But we use it when we feel it's necessary for the model, right? It's not just, Gratuitous. It's, it's it's a reason it's there. Yeah, it's a siren. Uh, John, yeah, you're muted, by the way. Sorry, I was typing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, I, I made a joke with uh, Griffin. It's like this. This is this. This isn't provocative. This is an enticing model that's supposed to, and 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 lure people okay. in, and so on and so forth. It's not like she's got her legs spread, and she, you know, she's you know doing complete sexual things about it. Uh, it's interesting because you mentioned like the beach in Sydney and people being topless or nude or whatever. And it's, it's a perception that a bare breast is a sexual thing or, you know, it, it's taboo, which over in the States. Yeah, it is very few. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I'm giving a stereotype of course, but yeah. that's just a boob. For, yeah. for models, this is old hat. This, yeah. this has been done. Yeah. I've know, seen GW models. So many oh on this. GW has done this. This is not. This shouldn't even be a discussion. Yeah. People looking for something to uh, be upset about, and they'll always find something. No, no, I, this, I, else. There, there's more provocative GW models than this, and so this model, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's a good. Yeah. It's a cool sculpt. 
Um, yeah. I don't have the things that are around it, but I mean, she's like attached by the back and, you know, all this other thing. Yeah. It, I like it. I think it's a, a cool model. Um, I think that was all of them uh, that you that you sent me. But I mean, yeah. I like that you're using some of the Creature Caster's already made models uh, because mm -hmm. they make it gives them a chance to make their models usable in your game instead of just picking okay. and choosing a game to be in. Mm -hmm. um, also, we'll bring in a lot of players that they've had people who have bought their models for, for years. Oh, yeah. And, now, and, they've, and they've been looking for a game. I, mean, I, didn't, I skipped it before. It's really good fit with them, of course, because now they're going to bring people who have been looking for a game who have got their models. All of a sudden, there's a game that they can use their models on. Um, so, it, you know, joining the two player bases together will be a good start to get this game, you know, even larger than what it is. So, yeah. Um, I did oh. want to talk to... I did want to ask you about this. Um, since our old mats are... Yep. going to be useless for the most part. I mean, we could still play old rules if we wanted to, but as we know, yep. old rules are old rules, and you just got to move on. Um, are you doing anything special for people that are bought the old mats? Yeah, so for starters, the mats have never been a, a, a profit for us. always been trying to get, get them out there, so it's always as cheap as we can make them, but of course, they're not cheap, right? But what we are going to do is people who have got current mats, we're going to work out some sort of discount, especially people who have purchased them recently, right? Mm -hmm. So there will be um, some sort of discount for people buying the new mats. We're also going to be looking at options of providing hex overlay. So you can still use the mats and just use the hex overlay on top of that printable version. So um, watch your space basically, but we're not going to forget that people have, have um, invested in mats already. I suppose the only thing that's really going to be wasted is the widgets and the widgets they can use for other games, right? So there will be some sort of recompense for, the, for those money spent on the mats. Some sort of discount if um, for the new versions. Look at some. Of the, just checking all the the questions that got sent to me. Um, so, when are the rules going to go live? And then I'm going to lead up with a question after you say that. Yeah, it's funny because we've already actually we're streaming games, and people have actually tried tried to play by watching the stream, which is good. Um, having a closed beta. Which are a much larger closed beta on the 1st of November, but the official rules officially released for an open beta will be the 1st of January, okay. which we open to all the public. But saying that, now we're going to be streaming regularly now to keep people in, in, interested in what's going on, so people can already see how rules are going. But officially, 1st of January, okay. the, the right. open beta will be. When do you which will come quick. It's, it's already Christmas coming, so yeah. yeah. When do you expect to be out of beta and all that stuff and go, this is the official rules, boom switch over so Rough uh, uh, yeah february march i reckon because already the game is pretty solid already okay but of course when you open it to the open beta that's, that's when you get people trying to really exploit the game and break the game and that's when he's the test but I, i'm saying february march okay. touch wood we'll see how we go um, I would say those guys are actually the ones you want in it most so that you can fix any problems before they come oh, out yeah. oh yeah the horse the other games we all used to play or maybe still play uh, are fresh in the mind still. Yeah, yeah you want people that, you, you, yeah, you want you the hardcore want people that, that to try yeah. to break the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, find that broken stuff because I mean there are too many times um, where people have gotten early release of rules and we're like, oh, I'm not going to tell them about this thing, but I'm using <laughs> a tournament Bye. and then it's going to be you know crazy. Uh, well, let's you know we've got a. We've got a history and we're going to keep doing it of doing a quarterly oh updates, my. patch updates, right? So oh, we, we jump on, yeah, we do it quarterly. And because it's all app-based, we, we get it fixed overnight. 
and it gets fixed quite quickly. We don't let anything go for, for a long time. And that's one thing that we're from the game we wanted to keep because some games, I've played games before where, you know, broken books, 10, 10 years, they don't get fixed up, right? But, uh, yeah, we have quarterly updates and we stay on top of everything as quick as we can, including the maps and those kind of things as well, scenarios, all that. So I have a weird one. Actually, Gonzo, let me, I got, I got a weird one. Obviously, if you don't want to answer it, I totally understand. Just get on my... What do you think is the biggest competitor as a similar game to Judgment? It's funny because probably probably was Guild Ball before, but it's gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but of course, mate, the GW and PP, they're so big and they've got a market and people who play those games, and I've been one of them, you get... You don't even want to look at anything else, right? It's always trying to compete with those big companies. Um, obviously, they're the biggest competitors. Um, but but we're gonna. I think we're different enough. Our niche is different enough, and um, that we can get our slice and hopefully expand on it. Oh, yeah. do, do you feel that Warhammer Underworlds is a is a competitor, or do you feel like it's they're different enough games that the the there's not enough overlap? It's sort of different people. Yeah, it probably is, but. I, I don't want to deride other companies, but uh, look, uh, GW have always stated ever since I've been playing with them that they always, they don't, tournament isn't their main thing or, or balance isn't their main thing, right? It's always about the, the model and the fluff, which is great. And they always say that. And I think we've got a really best of both worlds where Creature Caster is all about the beautiful models. And my brother and I are all about getting a really tight rule set. And, and I think like that's you really, have the, the, the background too. They have the fluff. They're not letting any part of it slide, sounds like. Yeah, yeah, the fluff is a big part of it. We understand. Um, that's what gets me into games. It's Originally, when you play games, what is it when you walk in? It's the models and then the fluff, the background. Then you look at the rules, right? And and we're not. that's why we've always – we really pushed for, for, for fully painted warbands as well because the, the, the visual aspect is the thing that gets people in. It gets the young guys in, you know, the young guys and girls when they see these games. And um, – and from then on, you move on from there. So, and GW have always focused on that, and that's why part of the reason why they're one of the biggest, well, the biggest, because of that. So we learn from from other, you know, we all learn from each other as well. So, awesome. Yeah. Um, going with that, since your rules are going to be starting up, so uh, JNAC is our, the the championship is almost over. Um, yep. and it's going to be starting back up. When is that going to start back up? And are you going to be using? You know, are you going to wait until the new rules come out before you start up the uh, the JNAC, or are you just going to so know, go with it? A lot of issues. Obviously, the COVID is a big one too, right? So we're still Correct. uncertain yeah. how, how how that's going. Look, we have to discuss this because obviously this JNAC is easy. It's going to be using version one. It's going to be happening in a couple of weeks' time. Yep. Um, but going forward next year, because we're talking about you know, releasing probably March, April, we, we might have to discuss this. We might have to have the first half version one and the second half version two. I'm spitballing here. I've got a chat about this. Um, but it's, that's probably because we want to have some sort of JNAC. And I'd say that's probably, there's no reason why we can't have the first, you know, two or three months using version one. And then we switch to version two and the points just carry across. So I'd say that's probably the way we'll be looking at it. Otherwise, if we wait till March, April, whatever, it, it, we've lost half the year. And there's no reason for that for people to stop playing the game. So, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely be having a JNAC next year in some form. Uh, we want to we want to keep the tournaments going because it keeps people interested too. So yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to the new models um, because there, of yeah. course there's some that I don't have that I'll probably just buy 
Um, so I'll, I'll do that. Um, and I'm looking forward to using, I don't get to play that often um, yeah. and such. And I know that the new price point on the models um, is it's looking okay. very, very good for people. Uh, $20 for a model. Uh, they're 35 millimeters. Uh, they're made by Creature Caster, and anybody that knows Creature Caster knows they have legit models. Um, yep. So it's not, I'm not worried about, you know, sculpts or any of that. Um, and you say pretty much the rules, for the most part, aren't changing. Uh, besides right. hex movements and stuff like that, and maybe tweaks and giving some people a little bit kick yep. up or whatever. For the most part, nothing's really changing in the game, yep. except for clean rules and clean measurements yeah and the, the skills you had before as a player they, they translate across straight away and you, your heroes play the same role in the range defense whatever you do the same thing you're trying to capture the shrine you're trying to destroy the effigy the mechanics are all the same um the demons coming in will, will shake it up uh in, in it, very interesting actually when they come in it's a slightly different mechanic but still the same game and all the people have got the current models they can use them exactly how they have been um a fellow most magic asked about the old models yes we've made the hexes 45 mil for that's one of the main reasons is say those models can still be used but to be honest it's been funny we've actually had a bit of a surge in sales of the old current 54 mil models because when they run out they're going to be all that's no. it right so so they are still usable and all fully operational and fully legal for you know forever basically I, so yeah awesome. I kind of remember, but I, I wanted to make sure. Uh, last year at Warfare Weekend, you did have a format that was like you could only play elves. You chose like a faction or a, yeah. a tag type thing, and you said you could only a, play this or only play that. We tried it as a, as a racial, because a lot of people have been asking me about this, you know, when we play all the orcs or play all the elves. And we thought, let's just run a tournament and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. The game's not, I suppose, we don't try to balance it like that, but it's still, because the heroes are technically balanced anyway every hero is worth one slot it's very interesting to do that and i of course use the elves because I'm, I'm an elf back you know always use elves and it was really good to see it see it play out um, um everybody thinks and, and but it does it works quite well and people like that aspect as well people i think some people are playing in the jnac there is a couple of guys that just play monitors and nothing else and i think there's someone playing an orc war band as well so it's still still fully viable that's what I like. It's always a the, I, people love to play the themes, so to speak, yeah. and it's yeah. cool to have that viable when everything's balancing each other. Um, That's right. I will say that you have piqued my roommate's uh, Banyan's interest, so obviously you piqued my interest too. So <laughs> I have some more over here, getting some stuff and seeing what we can do. It's something we can play in the house, and you know that yeah. makes it a lot easier. Well, get on Discord. Um, the Discord chat's quite active, um, very active last few weeks actually, <laughs> but now it's very positive. <laughs> But, and it's very easy to play online um, at the moment with War Table. It's a, it's a magical uh, program. Lars, I think he's a German fellow, made it for us. Um, so, and all the heroes are there. The cards are all on there as well. It's very easy to play. And if you get on Discord, a lot of people are happy to give you a tune, run you for the rules and all that as well. And you learn oh. really quickly. Cool. Well, he does, Mabinian does have a question. It's not really important, but he thinks it is. Do you have werewolves? Yes, we do. Ashtooth, the monster. <laughs> Ashtooth is a werewolf. He's a monster, the neutral monster, one of the powerful guys. Um, and we'll probably have more of them in the future as well. <laughs> so going to this 36 mil, you mentioned that there will be um, larger models because you've talked about dragons and stuff like that and everything. So, yeah. So another thing. Can you spoil anything for us? 
So the 54 mil scale stops us from using dragons and, and big demons because you can't have like that Don Raka, that, that monitor riding a dragon. The model will be like this big, right? Yeah. So we've already streamed a version. We, we've So the, the two official versions are free versus free and a five versus five version. We are in the future, and we've already started actually, but looking at a nine versus nine bigger game, oh, right? Okay. So it's nine heroes versus nine heroes. Still the same rules, but nine versus nine. But this will allow us to introduce... Uh, hero slots that are worth two or possibly three hero slots for the dragon or the, or the greater demon type of character. So um, that's a definite thing that's coming ahead. So, and we'll be supporting the three versions of the game, the threes, the fives, and the nines. Um, so go on more like an epic battle type of scene as well. So, will they and that's be where, still on yeah. the 45? Will they be on the 40 bases? Or y'all plan on making them take like a bigger. 60 or a 70 mil base type yep. thing? Yeah, a bigger, a bigger base. It'd be a bigger base taking multiple hexes um that's where those bigger demons will come into play um the game we streamed the Ender actually had an old um an old beholder model from the back in the D, &D days we used it as one of the big monsters and it was a bigger <laughs> base so so the answer is these dragons and demons and so on will be taking larger bases um so more 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 physical space on the table so we're going to have these big dragon models that and, and demon models that creature caster make as part of the game as well which is very exciting for us it's gonna be good i think it's yeah. i mean the game to me is fun. It, it's got it's got a lot of tactics because not only do you have to worry about your models, you have to worry about your effigy and so on and so forth. Uh, I think yeah. the clean gameplay of hexes makes it super easy. There's no more arguments. Um, you can also the terrain. You're like, hey, that hex, it's blue. You know, that's there. Yeah. It makes it quick and easy. Um, and we 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 talked about this on the last podcast. Anything you can make it where there's not a question or not a doubt, it makes it so much easier. You don't have to worry about arguing. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's just there. You know, you're like, dude, you can't see through it. It's blue, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. Sort of thing. It's it's there. It's, uh, and you don't have to worry about Griffin, it. Griffin Rider. Always pushing for a Griffin Rider. <laughs> no, I can't. I do love there. Griffin Riders myself. So it's, it's always one of those Warhammer things I've always loved. They're like, super cool. It's definitely there now because we can we can we can we couldn't do this in the fifty four mil game because it was this physical physical size is too big. It would be expensive as hell too. Yeah, yeah. and the cost of it yeah. would have been outrageous. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Awesome. Thanks for all the info, Jeff. That was really good, really in depth, and uh, really got some interest going in it. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Thanks for giving us a chance. And thanks for giving us a chance to chat and and for the support, of course. Uh, it's been oh great. yeah. Um, <laughs> he wants to, Rainer wants an announcer. <laughs> he turns up with a hundred people. Does he need an announcer? <laughs> Drum uh, roll, more like it. <laughs> guys, go check them out. Um, these guys are really, really good. Jeff and uh, Andrew do some really good stuff. They're really good people. Uh, they make a really good game. Um, beta rules are coming out, so you can start testing things out. Uh, definitely give feedback because more feedback better. Even if it's the smallest, stupidest feedback that you can think of, um, just make sure that you give it because what you could do and you could say is like, "Hey, this model does this," and I think that's wrong. Someone else can go, "Yeah, because I paired it with so and so model, and I was just kicking the shit out of everybody." Um, yeah. So definitely do that. Um, so I mean, definitely, definitely uh, get in on this. Um, you'll see the models on Creature Caster's website. Uh, three models are already ready that you can purchase uh, for the new new system coming out. Um, 
and, and you can trust these guys. They've been playing games for a while. Yep. Uh, they're coming from me. I don't. I've never met these guys in person, but I've heard about them for years on podcasts and such from the Australians. And you know, they've been in the games for years. They know what they're doing. They they've been in there playing the games, knowing what's good, what's bad for a long time. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thank you for that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, guys, check it out. I mean, there's not many else. Else. Check it out. Check it out. Um, this is second. Ate up all your time for media section. Ate up all of my time. So everybody doesn't know this is our media section. We did go a little bit over, but it's okay because we're you know we, we got Jeff here. Uh, Jeff, this is our media section where we kind of rate uh, things that we've watched, seen, or read. Uh, we do have a rating scale that ranges from zero to five, and it's based off of space herpes. The more space herpes, the worse it is. Uh, we also have a secondary rating. Um, this rates from uh, cats to Casablanca. Uh, Cats being the worst movie ever made and Casablanca being the greatest movie ever made. Um, so you can rate it at either one. Um, so just to give you an example, I'll go with one of them I'm going to be doing now. Um, I watched quite a few things, um, but I'm only going to talk about two. Um, I did watch Terminator Dark Fate, uh, which is the newest Terminator movie. I still have a theater, so I'm interested to hear you talk about it. I did not like this movie. I did not like this movie at all. It was a rehash of the original Terminator movie. Um, the uh, Terminators were not... Like, second of that, aren't they all? Well, I mean, but this one's like only a, almost a copy and paste type thing, too. I mean, okay, special effects... They really all are. Yeah. I mean, I obviously totally understand your opinion, but yeah, they all are when you get down to it. It just really wasn't. Oh man, it was it was bad. We watched it and we were like, "Is this has got to be no? This is this is just bad." I did not some, care for it. Writing. What, what, is it a is it a cats or is it a? <laughs> well, this one rates. I, I'm going to rate this about a four space herpes, uh, about a three and a half to a four space herpes because I was bored. Special effects was fine. Story been done, didn't matter. The characters were okay, but shit. I mean, come on. Let, let, let's give some new ones. I really want to see a Terminator with it in the future, and then y'all trying to do it, you know, type thing. I just wasn't impressed with it at all. So let's say three and a half space herpes is as high as I'm going to go on it. So by comparison, I saw this in the theater. I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was the sequel Terminator deserved uh, for all those years. I don't want to spoil what it is because it actually is very interesting the way it goes, in my opinion. Uh, I gave it one space derby. It was one of the highlights of last year's, of uh, 2019's movies, um, honestly. It didn't quite make it my top list because there were a lot of good movies last year, but I did enjoy the crap out of it. Um, would watch it again, may watch it again at some point. Um, but very enjoyed it. And Gonzo and I often differ, and Gonzo's opinions are well known. There are certain movies that aren't that bad that he hates. And it's a black and white. It's love or hate. He's now in between. Oh. There's a lot of movies we definitely are copacetic on. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Hudson Hawk. Fucking awesome as shit. Hudson awesome. <laughs> Ready Player so One. Exciting movie. I haven't been watching anything interesting at all. I've been too busy <laughs> coming abuse. 
<laughs> so have you, have you watched any TV show or any movies? I watch, or? I watch TV shows. Well, I don't know. I've been watching my old the old TV show called Cheers, mate. One of my favourites <laughs> from the eighties. So <laughs> that's all I've been watching. Other than that, I've been I've been head down and working. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of music. <laughs> Honestly, I think Cheers is probably one of the best situational comedies yeah. from the eighties. Oh yeah, it's a Casablanca for me, mate. You know, guys, don't know. What's funny, Beck, when you watch a lot of these shows, you, you see a lot of cameos from stars that were actually young. Yeah. One of them, one guy walked in, I couldn't place him. It was the professor, it was Doc from my name, Back to the Future, and he was really young. Remember the old Doc? He comes in and gets yep. a beer and walks out. But there's so many people that, yeah, that you say, oh, no, that is, oh, my God, that's before he was famous. And, yeah. It's too old, this show. It's showing my age. But anyway, it's on, it's on rerun, so I've been watching oh, that. You're in the right <laughs> company if it's showing your age. Guns and I are pretty Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's it, mate. I've been reading books and, and, and putting my head down and working otherwise. What's, so, uh, <laughs> what's one book that you've been reading? Oh, well, the current book is quite a serious book, actually. So I know why the cage bird sings. It's quite an interesting book. Uh, uh, it's about racial tensions and that in early America. But, it, yeah, but it, it's quite a good read. But that's I've been reading that. I've been engrossed in that. Yeah. I would say it's even very topical of the times. So very good. Oh, yeah. Very good to check yeah, out. Yeah, very relevant. Much. It's a really good read from her perspective. And uh, in the 1950s, it is. So it's a, that, that book's a, I'm putting that a top, top, top notch book as well. So, so Zero Space yeah, but Surfies. That's a bit, but that's a, bit, that's a bit serious. But yeah, Zero Space Surfies, yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> got double zeros there. Zeros for, uh, for, for Cheers and zeros for uh, Heavy Cage Things, which is fair on both cases. All right, Tord John, what four, you got? Todd gave me a four out of five space herpes. Thanks, Todd. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have? Oh, I only watched one movie this week, and it was today, because I don't get a lot of time to watch movies, especially when I have to go into work on Saturday uh, for training. Um, I lose a lot of time that way. Uh, Bainey and I watched Con Air today. Oh, my gosh. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Yeah. Man, this movie is... So contrived, there is so much crap that's just like that's just to make the movie, but you don't even care because it's a fun ride. <laughs> it has the best worst accent ever. And Sean Connery was trying in the Hunt for Red October with his Russian accent. <laughs> Nick Kay is just like, Hold my beer, son. Let me get you this Alabama accent that is amazingly terrible. Well, Nick Cave is the same in every movie. He's the best, right? <laughs> I actually do very much enjoy Nick Cage in most movies. He, I don't think he ever phones it in. He may be batshit crazy, but he does not phone it in, and I love that. Um, this movie is fun. It is definitely a product of the 90s. It is, at points, so 90s it hurts. But they do such a good job with making villains you love to hate and all the criminals. You know, like they, they don't have to spend a lot of time on them. They have a little interesting problem you get them they're all sort of stereotypes but it all just works and special shout out to steve buscemi for playing the creepiest motherfucker ever oh yeah he doesn't really do anything on wrong but he's just creepy it's great uh, i mean this is one of those guilty pleasure movies it's not good like i'm never gonna say this is a good movie it is shot competently it's acted competently the accent in some cases are horrible but it's just enjoyable from front to back. I'm going to give it uh, one space herpy. I, I enjoy the crap out of watching it. Mate, I'm with you. Sometimes I love the really bad movie. For some reason, I just, you like, you're drawn to it, right? <laughs> and it's it works. Like, it's not going to make perfect sense. That's fine. Reality doesn't have to take interest. It's yeah. just, 
You just it like follows it. <laughs> the rules. It's just as crazy throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I think, given the choice of the Nick Cage for a '90s movie, I'd probably go with The Rock over it as a better movie. But uh, man, I do do like me some Con Air. Um, do you want to talk about something? And it kind of hit me, it hit me pretty square in the jaw. Uh, while I was putting together a model, I needed to, I wanted to watch something. And I was like, I need something on for background noise, you know, just, uh, I, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's a cool scene. Watch this. Okay, get back to putting together a miniature. And this thing called music that's good for background noise. No, 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 no. I need the squirrel. <laughs> yeah, I need the squirrel thing. <laughs> um, and so I was on HBO Max and the Lord of the Rings trilogy was on there. And so I just put it on, started watching it. And damn it, if I didn't take too fucking, I took too long to put that miniature together because I sat back and started just watching it from one to the end and didn't stop. And I, I, I got sad at the end of it because I was like, fuck, are we ever going to have another movie trilogy that is this fucking good ever again? I will challenge her. We're going to have a fantasy movie that is that fucking good ever again. I know. I mean, I'm it, sitting here thinking about it and I'm like, it's so hard to make fantasy that good. Now I mean, they, they just set the bar. Like, here's the bar. Good luck. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, I'm just like, I was like, damn. I mean, is there any, you know, I, I was thinking about good stories, you know, that, that could be changed and done. I was like, you know, what, what good things can be done? And I'm like, I was thinking about it. What good book series would make a trilogy, but would could be epic and done right? You know, I'm not talking about you know. I've got an answer. It, does it? Does it, it have based off of it, sort of? Well, I mean, the thing is, is you know, there's 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 a ton of series out there, and we're like, oh, this would make a really good movie. But then you're like, well, only if they had the right director and the right you know people. I'm like, okay, let's let, let's wash that out. Let's say they get the best actors and when they get the best directors and the best special effects. What so they series? They kind of did Lord of the Rings. That, that movie is stacked. Yeah. What about um, one of the Dragonlands like the original trilogy? Oh, that, man. that would yeah. be that would be amazing. That's that what one. I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. I, the original Dragonlance series, uh, the first three books. Yes. Yeah. So good. That would make I mean, a great one. Another one that I thought about. The whole deals. Yeah. Um, another one that caught my eye, and I was like, um, and I don't know if everybody's read it. I, I, I jumped on the bad wagging uh, late, but I really liked it, uh, was the Mistborn trilogy. It's a unique series, a unique world, and it's got really cool magic and, you know, really cool characters in it. And I was like, I could see that being done. Um, but I mean, yeah, like, are we ever going to get a epic fantasy series movies? Like this? Than like Dragonlance, because Rainer was a big fan of Dragonlance too in there. That's why he's married. They're coming out. Dragonlance fans are everywhere. They did the animated one. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. It doesn't hold up to the series. The series is so good. That is the first books I remember reading that yeah. literally at the at certain points in them made me cry. Yeah, it still it still get the uh, I still get the feeling too. Yeah, yeah, with, with the. Flint and oh, it's crazy. I've still got the books here. Yeah, oh yeah. Them, so. I, yeah. Dragonlance. I, I read the, the, uh, it holds uh, up okay too over time. They still hold up okay. You know, the yeah. original three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even, even the ones that you do after. Miss afterwards, but there's some good stories in there. You just got to really pick and choose afterwards. Like, like any good series when they go into sequel type stuff, you got to pick and choose what you're really reading. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, 
Dragonlance, I remember reading that and having the Larry Elmore covers. Uh, oh all, all those covers of it. And I was like, it, it's just, and reading those books, and I think it was like middle school, high school type thing. And I was like so involved with it. And I was like, fuck, yeah. And it was like just going through it. And it was like, I was excited. And I was happy. And I was like, this is good shit. And, and I mean, so readable. I mean, yes. and, and no offense to J.R.R. Tolkien, who made an amazing series. He made the granddaddy of all the series. Let's let's get that out there. He is the granddaddy of all of these. But they're so much more readable than The Lord of the Rings. Like, I've oh, read yeah. The Hobbit multiple times. Lord of the Rings is, is a tough, tough read when you're like Dragonlance. It's super easy. And you can just... Yeah. Oh. Exactly. And, but you can that... see the parallels, too. It's great. Somebody just at the door. Can you give me one second? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. we, yeah, we, we can yeah. rant about this. Run to the door. Um, Because I, 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 I'm sitting there watching it, and I finally finish it. And, of course, you know, I'm tearing up at the places that need to be, you know, that are that are sad, you know, and I'm like, crap, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, and all those others. Even I even know what's going to happen, and I'm still like, you know, this fucking sucks. And, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to see another series that's worth a damn. We will. It's just, we don't know when. Yeah. Because, I mean, especially not because COVID time. I mean, let's be honest, movie making has ground to a halt. And the but the predilection for revisiting old things, someone with pool is going to go. This this can be the next Lord of the Rings, and it can be the next Lord of the Rings because really, in my opinion, it was the next Lord of the Rings when it came out. I mean, it was it, a big deal. Oh yeah, I mean, I actually uh, what was it? The one time I went to Gen Con like three or four years ago, um, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman were there, and I took all three of my copies, and I went. You know uh, the the original the original three, and I went, please sign. And they're like, hell yeah! And I'm like, I just want y'all to know that I'm fanboying right now. But these are the books that you know when I was in high school was like, hell yes, these are the shit. And they were like, you know, and they were really cool about it. You know, they were. I'm sure they hear it from everybody. But I mean, everybody knows those characters. Everybody knows what happens to them and why they're so you know, lovable and likable um, and such. They're, everybody's good. Yeah, it's and everyone seems real. They all have sort of motivations and all. They're all characters. They all grow for the whole series. How hard is it to get nine characters to grow during a series? Yeah. I mean, it's just... I mean, oh. even some of the books that, you know, were done after it, you know, uh, of things that were done... Um, I'm going to give a shout out for one of my favorites of the Heroes trilogy, which is not very good overall, um, is Stormbringer, which takes place sort of like a side story to what the companions are going on. And I just love that book, too. Yeah. I, right in the right in slot there. I mean, the other two, Weasel's Luck and uh, Kaz the Minotaur, or, or Huma, Legend of Huma, they're okay. Legend of Huma is good for the background. But, man, um, here or there, some of those books are, are good. I think once you get past Legends... Uh, some of the first heroes and the first the, the tales, first couple tales, you should probably just stop. They 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 lost the magic at some point, which is understandable. What happens? You can't write something forever. Yeah, I mean, you take the four, the three core books and you give that to someone that's never read them before, and they mm-hmm. like fantasy. It's an it's an instant grab. It's an instant hold. Yeah, and they're just like, crap. What happens? And then you know you read it and you finish it and you're like, hey, let me introduce you to this. And- and they wrote sort of 
not fully, but kind of like the D and D rules into the books without yeah. you ever realizing they were the D and D sort of rules. It's great. It was an adventure one. I think they actually played the adventures and they made it into a book. They actually, did. They did. You, yeah. You get the annotated version. They have all of that down in the bottom. That's. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard read because that book is like this thick. Okay. Yeah. But man, it's cool. I own it. Of course. I'm a nerd. Oh, of course. I owned. I actually. I own a crap ton of the Dragonlance from Heroes Tales and all that stuff, and I kept a few. But somebody, a, a school district, needed uh, a bunch of uh, books, so I'm like, here. I gave them all, pretty much every one of my Dragonlance novels. I'm like, take yeah. these. Let the kids have it. Let the kids read. I mean, these things are, you know, this is yeah. amazing the, stuff. Espionage Monkey. Uh, that, that's that's my favorite trilogy. Magi magician. Espionage Monkeys put them up there. Magician, Silverthorn, and Darkness, Stephanon. Yeah, that is my favorite trilogy, actually. I love reading. I read them so many times. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, well, there's... hopefully, like I said, we, we said that there there's a lot of looking at book series and older mm -hmm. stuff to go forward because people are out of ideas, apparently. Hopefully, some of these fantasy series get a good proper look at so we can get some more good fantasy on there. We can't just be content with uh, The Lord of the Rings and the handful of other fantasy movies, Willow, and uh, some of The Hobbit. I mean, The Hobbit's not terrible. It's just not as good as it could be. No. But, I mean, there's just... I, 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 I look forward to the day when I'm like, fuck, this movie's coming out. Oh, shit, you know. Yeah. In Lord of the Rings, whenever I'm watching it, and they're sitting there, and the music kicks on with um, Frodo sitting on the grass reading a book, and you hear that music, I'm just like, yeah! I the excitement. Uh, yeah, it was released right. at Christmas time. It was, it was so exciting when it was coming out. It was like, yeah. <laughs> so, I oh, mean, yeah. just seeing that. Uh, so, yeah. of course, zero space herpes for the Lord yeah. of the Rings trilogy. Uh, oh, even the special effects still hold up to now. I mean, come on. This is... Because they, they merged regular with live action. So, I mean, computer graphics is live action so well. It's yeah. just, you know, they had real people in those suits. It's great. So, I mean, but... Guys, it is technically 8.30, um, and the podcast is over. Um, do we have anybody that we want to raid real quick? Uh, I don't even know if we have anybody we can raid real quick uh, before we get out of here. Uh, yeah, we do. We have Zambies. Guys, we're going to send y'all over to Zambies and um, have y'all go and hang out with her uh, tonight. Um, so, guys, Jeff, we appreciate you coming on, man. Really, Thanks. a lot. We love hearing from we love hearing from the people behind the scene and the people that want to be heard and want to come on here. Um, you can take our professional podcast to heart. <laughs> anytime, anytime you want to come on, just let us know. We have no problem with it. We're always welcome to have people come on. And if you've got something you want to show, just come on over and uh, let us know. So, guys, for sure, my thing. Thank you very much. We're, I hope we get to see you uh, next year. Maybe Wolfie, we can touch wood. We'll see how we go. Uh, yeah. We're yeah. we're trying to. Yeah. COVID be damned, but as soon as I can get to a convention, I'm going to get to one. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And I'm Jeff. Good night. Good night. Hey. Raid the Zambies going on. Everybody click that raid button and go with Zambies. Come on. She's an awesome person. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> All right, guys. I actually have to take off. All yeah, right. No really good, guys. Thank you very much for that. It went really smoothly. Really